Hello everyone, my name is Kendall and welcome to Unofficial Book Club, where life and stories meet. And just like any book club, we'll only be spending half the time actually talking about books. And this is that half. In these book club episodes of this podcast, my guests and I will be bonding over my favorite hobby, reading. Getting to know their relationship to books, the ones they love, the ones that have made the biggest impact on them, and so much more. Now, before we get started, I want to remind you that my guests and I will be sharing our own personal experiences, opinions, and possible book spoilers throughout this episode and all future episodes. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another book club episode. And I am here again with my guest, Frances Romero. Frances, thank you for being here. Yay! I'm so excited. Thank you for having me back. And this will be a really fun one. So my first question for you is, do you like to read? What is your relationship with reading? You already know the answer to this question. (laughs) Um, No, I do not like to read. Um, I, my relationship to reading has always been forced, right? It's always been because of school or yeah, literally just because of school. So I've never really read because of enjoyment. I maybe have one book that I enjoyed reading, which was about veganism when the pandemic hit. And other than that, I really, I really just don't. And I really want to become a reader. Like that's an aspiration of mine. I don't know if I'll ever get there, but I am currently reading. I have a plan for myself. Really? What is it? So I have a list of a few books. It's not that long, but I have more to add. Don't worry. Okay, good. (laughs) Um, But pretty much I'm trying. The goal is to read one book at least every two months, just because I don't want to put a lot of pressure on myself. Mm -hmm. And so I want it to be like an attainable goal. And so I'm, I started one a couple of days ago that I actually really like so far. So what's it called? It's called Atomic Habits. I feel like everybody's heard about it or I've, cause I see it everywhere. People reading it. Mm -hmm. Oh, Atomic Habits by James Clear. Really good. I've never seen it, but I'll add it to my list. Mm -hmm. Really, really good so far. Oh, this sounds like something I should read. Like for sure. Like (laughs) Of course. <laughs> yeah, I need to read that. So what's it about? So it's pretty much about how to build better habits so that you can become the person that you want to become. But he basically tells you that it's not about setting goals, but more about knowing who you want to become. And then having a system for becoming that person. Because it's like, if you, let's say I want to become a reader, right? Then if I have that in my head, then I'll most likely want to read. But if it's more of just like, I'm, I'm, like I said at the beginning that I'm forcing myself to read, then it won't become as natural. So it's just like, changing your mindset pretty much but really good I mean I'm only on chapter four um very enjoyable so far well I wonder have you ever used Goodreads no what what is it so it's like it's a site 
and it has an app and it's basically it's where you can track what you're reading. You can see comments on books. Like I use it a lot if I find a book, especially on book talk that I'm like, oh, this looks really good. I think I'd like it. I read a lot of the reviews. People rate books. You can see like you have a profile so you can like, I have my profile like organized all the books that I've read by genre, by, you know, the ones that I love, et cetera. And you can make friends and see what your friends are reading and stuff. But they also do this feature every year that I really enjoy where it's your reading challenge. And so you put in the number of books that you want to read that year and you can update it as you go. If you like still want to complete your challenge and you know, you're not going to, but (laughs) you, um, but you like put in and then you can see how many books you've read. And then at the end of the year, you see all the books that you read and yeah. And it helps. I always have a goal for myself, which is really exciting. And I try to like up my goal each year and I get to see at the end of the year, oh, these are all of the books that I read. That's super cool. That's super exciting. And wow, I didn't remember that I read that in January. And, you know, that might be nice if it's not too challenging. It doesn't make you feel like you're forced to do it. Like that might be cool to be able to see at the end, like the accomplishment that you had. You just have to remember to add it and update it and whatnot. Yeah, I'm really good for that. I like that. I love Goodreads. So you say that it's never been something that necessarily you've been interested in doing. What makes you now want to do that? Like want to add that to your already chaotic and busy life? I think because I like the idea of learning new things. And I like the idea of keeping my mind busy in ways that aren't related to working. So I think this would be just like a good challenge for myself. And again, when I do find a book that I enjoy, I enjoy doing the activity of Mm -hmm. sitting there and reading. But the problem with me is, is that I'm like, I'm antsy. So I can't sit there and just like focus for a really long period of time. So I've, I've found that it only happens when I'm super interested in a book. Gotcha. But it has to be like, I'm digging it, digging it because otherwise yeah. my mind just starts to think about all the things that I need to do and then yeah. it off and then it's just chaos. And it's, yeah, I don't know how to meditate, you know, it's just gone. So yesterday I sat down in, I sat 30 minutes in a red light therapy room that I have at the gym and I read there for 30 minutes and then I transferred myself to the sauna and read there for another 30 minutes and that was super cool super super cool I don't know if it's just because you're like both of those rooms are so relaxing to me so it just kind of felt like a way to wind down and relieve stress so it was really nice I think I'm gonna yeah yeah I read in the sauna too after I work out at the gym or I try and just sit there in silence and like you know but and then I try to read before bed as well and even if it's like 30 minutes or 20 minutes before bed so that's a nice way to relax as well yeah so I told my hubby the other day I think it was on Monday or something or the first day that I started reading Atomic Habits I told him that because we've been we've been nonstop watching like this Netflix show and whatnot every night before we go to bed. And I told him, instead of watching this show, why don't we shift to at least reading 
40 minutes right before bed and then that way where we end our day and he was like absolutely let's do it so yesterday was our first day doing that and it was really nice yeah as somebody who's already expressed that they don't really like to read (laughs) you had an experience that I'm jealous of and so excited for and I will be sharing it definitely on social media but tell us a little bit about this okay so I recently had the opportunity to be part of the cast for a book trailer yeah it's called the headmaster's list and it's by new york times bestselling author melissa de la cruz and it was honestly such a fun experience i got contacted by my agent to super last minute to see if i could do an audition for a podcaster role for the trailer of this book and you know I I don't really act like that so I really wasn't sure that I would get the part but um, I sent the audition I got the call from the director and she was like yep we're shooting tomorrow at 9 a.m you have to be in there so I got there and they had so the book is a young adult thriller and it's based on this like rich high school in Los Angeles so when I get there the art team was setting up like the lockers and they were setting up um like there's a part of the book where I guess one of the main characters passes away from this like crazy car accident that they go through and so they were setting up um little notes that the kids had supposedly written for the kid that passed away and there was like a picture of the kid and like there was like a young actress sitting down crying and they were recording that part of the of the trailer so it was just so 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 fun and I thought it was just such a cool way to freaking announce the launch of your book like yeah. so so cool so I don't know if I've ever seen book trailers and I'm sure they exist like that but what a great way in this day and age that social media and visual things are so prominent I, so I just cool. thought it was genius and it's cool because it it's they recorded several different clips. So it's like, since the launch of the first clip, the author has consistently been posting the other ones, trying to, I'm assuming, just getting people excited about it. Mm -hmm. And she's posted it on Instagram. She's posted on TikTok. So yeah, just like a super fun way to to launch her book. And I was super excited to have been part of it. And now that I see it, it was so cool to act as a high school podcaster. That's super cool. And I think this should be the first book that we read side by side. Yes, yes. So as soon cool. as it comes out, I'm definitely going to read it because I'm interested in it. It sounds really good. Yeah. yeah, I'm really interested in it. That's so cool. That's like what a wild experience and like what a what a nice, cool thing. And like also something that you now as living in and working in the marketing space and social media space, like what a cool thing to now be like, oh, wow, I didn't know they did that. That's genius. So cool. Well, so much so that we actually made like a reel about it and posted it on the, on our, on our business page on Will Creative, because we, when I told my business partner about it, she was kind of like, that's so smart and so cool. We should definitely touch on that because 
think about it, 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 since it is a young adult thriller, I'm assuming that she's wanting to get the attention of that demographic, which obviously lives on social media right now. Mm-hmm. And not only all of the other people that also live on social media. So it's just, it's yep. just it's a great strategy. Yeah. And I think about the people that like, I probably would have hopefully come across this book normally because I like that genre. Right. Right. But for people that maybe don't like to read or are getting started in reading, that's a very cool way to entice them to have that visual, to have that experience and then be like, okay, like I'll read this. I want to know what happens. Like when I think about myself, who's a person that doesn't like to read, if I would have come up on this reel of the launch of this book, it would have given me some interest and I would have been intrigued by it because Mm -hmm. it makes you curious because it's like teases of like the Mm -hmm. main moments. So really cool. Really, really cool. Very cool. And I will be sharing that on my social media because that's super exciting. And I'll have Will Creative as well in the show notes for this episode because that's super cool to see that as well for anybody that's interested. Sure. Yes. Would you say you have a favorite book or a book from your childhood or anything, any book that kind of like stands out to you? I wouldn't say I have a favorite book now, but I, when I think about my childhood, I don't know if you know these, but the Junie B. Jones. Yeah. I just remember coming to the U.S. and going into the library and, you know, I was, I was telling myself that I had, cause you had to complete like reading assignments and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to find something that I would enjoy reading. And I found the Junie B. Jones books and I was obsessed with them. I used to love them. <laughs> so much I would read them so quickly I was so happy and honestly if I could read one of those now I definitely would I think you should I had this conversation with one of my guests about rereading books she rereads the same book and it's the Percy Jackson series which I feel like I've talked about in every episode but it's technically young adult but also like children's and I think there's something to be said about a children's book or a young adult book that you loved so much as a kid and you probably took so much from it that like you don't remember and then you read it now as an adult and probably there's maybe less enjoyment or there's something about it that feels very juvenile but like you really do love like it a lot and like you have something about it that you're like wait I really loved that and I wonder if there's some kid books that will also be interesting and easy books that you would like maybe not kids but young adult when the Harry Potter book came out, I was in Venezuela and my dad got it for me. And I read that book and I loved that book. But then all of the other books came out and I wasn't about it. I was like, nah. And I was so- about to say, I remember asking you about, I don't even know if it was in the context of books, but it was in the context of like genres of things, movies, TVs, whatever. And you told me you don't like fantasy. And like magic and stuff. So the fact that you just pulled this out of your memory, you have deceived me. <laughs> You've lied to me. Yes, no, I I really did like that first one, but then I don't know what it, I don't know what it was. I don't know if I just like changed as a person that I decided that I didn't want to read <laughs> anymore. But that's Whatever. interesting. So like you didn't have an interest in the rest of them. Did you have an interest in watching the movies? I watched the movies, I read the book, and then I I watched the movie, and after the first movie, I was interested in the second, and after that, I was just, 
it was just kind of done a done a done deal for me interesting yeah interesting so what book had the biggest or an impact on you so I would say the book that had the biggest impact on me was Harry Potter no, just kidding Harry Potter <laughs> Don Quixote de la Mancha which oh okay so that book used to give me so much anxiety just because it was a book that we had to read in high school as a senior um it was like your reading assignment and at the end of the school year you had to write a super long essay about it mm -hmm. and I remember being stressed out because again I've never liked reading and that book is written in really formal and like old Spanish yeah so to understand and I remember everybody that was older than me that had already graduated would always say how it was such a hard read and how they never really understood what the book was all about and like so obviously it I already came in with the idea of that being like a super difficult assignment but then when the time came I actually really liked it and as hard as it was, because it was definitely really difficult to understand that the overall like story of it was really nice. And I got a really good grade on my essay. <laughs> the important part. Like, yeah. Like going back to, you know, self-doubt and me thinking that I was going to be not about it and not have a good experience with the book. I actually really did like it and it wasn't as challenging as I thought it would be. So it's nice. Yeah, yeah, I've never read it. I've heard how difficult it is. Yeah. I don't even think I, like, if there's an English translation, that's probably the only copy I could read. Like, my it's Spanish is not that good. Most translated book, I think, in, like, the world or something. Really? So, yeah. oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Is there any book that you have read that you would love to read again for the first time? And maybe this is a question I'll ask you later on as well, once you start reading, but and have that experience reading it again for the first time can I I I would have to say I would have to say it's one of the Junie B Jones books honestly like I honestly think that when I think about myself reading those books it was probably one of the most happiest times ever because I think it was kind of like I was actually understanding English and so being able to read the full story made me so happy that knowing what it was talking about and I just remember feeling like I was accomplishing something so I think if I were to read that again now it would kind of bring me back to those days and it would make me really happy so I think maybe one of those just because of like the thrill of feeling that again I think you should I think it would probably be easy to read now. Yeah. I wonder if you would have like flashbacks to like lessons you've learned and been like, wait, did it come from this book that I learned that? Yeah. Sure. Or even the language within the book, like words that maybe stuck. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you're learning English. Oh, that's a good one. Now I'm trying to like rethink all the books I wanted to suggest to you and trying to think about which ones now I will or won't or whatnot. So if you had to read a genre of book now, like as you're getting back into it, what genres are you looking into or what genres do you think you'd be interested in? I would say maybe thrillers would probably interest me because I- always... I got a ton for you. Okay, cool. And then I think, I, would you call it self-help? Is that a thing? Oh, yeah, like, 
I just put them all in nonfiction, but that's like not, yeah, like self-help, motivation. Motivation, that type of stuff yeah. excites me. Yeah. Yeah. Just- Insightful, like something less yeah. like self-helpy, but more reflective of life Correct. and the human experience. Yeah. No, I agree. I love those. Good. Got those on well, my list for like you. Autobiographies. I like those a lot. Really? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I read one by it's Asada Shakur and I really liked hers. What's it called? It's called Asada, an autobiography. I think you would like that one. Mm -hmm. I need to read more autobiographies or like biographies. I feel like I don't have them all. Wait, you've given this book to me. I have it. I gave that book to you? Yeah, I have this autobiography on my shelf. It wasn't until I saw the cover that like I remembered it yeah you gave this to me for my birthday a couple years ago that to you I just really enjoyed it that's why because I enjoyed it too I think I now I'm ready to read more nonfiction or biographies I feel like up until this point it's something I've put off out of fear of not thinking it was going to be entertaining or interesting enough Mm -hmm. um I also personally like listening to them more than reading them like I'll do audiobooks for nonfiction books because I feel like that's how I learn is like more auditory so mm-hmm. and I've said this before on this podcast it's really exciting sometimes when especially if you're listening to like a memoir when the person reads their own memoir like Michelle Obama reads her own memoir I think Trevor Noah reads his own and so like that's really Makes cool to it. hear it in their voice yeah for sure I could see that I could see yeah. that interesting thrillers I bet that's how you would you would be so interested like if you're going to be actually need to be captivated by a book like that's one way right like trying to solve a murder trying to solve a mystery trying to get out of a situation like yeah I feel like I've I've never read I've never read a, a thriller book but I feel like if I were to I would enjoy it because those are the type of shows that I like yeah some of so I feel like maybe I could really or I could find enjoyment in reading those type of books so interesting so what would you say are some book like tropes that you enjoy like for romance books people always say they love enemies to lovers or you know whether it's enemies to lovers or like friends to lovers those are for like romance could it be like forbidden yeah forbidden love yeah I feel like that would be cool you're like a Romeo and Juliet kind of yeah. stand. Yeah. Maybe not as like, as like. Death involved. Yeah. Yeah. And as like romantic-y, if that makes any sense. Okay. Yeah. Explain like to me. Forbidden love. <laughs> but that's what that is. <laughs> um, yeah. I think, I think it can't get too like, too like lovey-lovey. Like there has to okay. be some sort of darkness in there. Oh, Okay. So you really want, you really want the darkness. You want the drama. I like the drama. I like the I like drama. The drama. <laughs> <laughs> and what about, are you interested in something like an odyssey, a quest, a heist, a, those storylines, any of those uh-huh. interest you? Maybe like a heist would be cool. I, you know, it's funny that we were talking about this because I think the other day we were talking about you asked me about my favorite movies or something. And then I said mm-hmm. that Star Wars series. All of them yeah. Yeah. Because you I wrote Star Wars it. down and I was like, who, who is this person? Again, lying to me. 
It was a recent discovery. And honestly, they are so good. I was not ready. I was not ready. They're so good. And so I wonder if reading something like that would be. So would you do sci-fi? Would you read sci-fi? Maybe. I don't, I, I really don't know. I think I'm discovering new things about myself that maybe it's just worth trying. Yeah. And seeing if it's something that I would like. And I feel like I have talked about this again on this podcast and with my friends before, but like, I always wonder where does everybody stop in a book when they realize they don't really like it or it's not for them. I'm somebody that will do that. And then sometimes I'll come back to the book later on, especially if I own it because it's sitting on my shelf anyway. And right. so, so I wonder if you have to start for you, like with books that, you know, just have gotten phenomenal reviews that like everybody loves. And as cliche as that sounds, and you don't want to give that necessarily, you know, all of your energy just to the ones people love. I wonder if that would be a great place to start. I know I was going to ask exactly that. I I guess my question was going to be, how would I, if I were to read a sci-fi book, like until what point do I give up? Is it, should I just finish un- until the end? Like, I feel like it's hard to say because with like a series, you know that there's more. And so how much are you getting the first time around? And then with, uh, I'm trying to think of an example, but if, you know, trying to think of a sci-fi example and I think it's very different there's young adult and then there's adult ones I haven't read a lot of adult sci-fi I particularly lean to young adult I think it a lot of times can be more exciting because they have to get you there they have to keep you interested right and so it's and it's easier it's it's just like a nice starting point I think um and a young adult is not children it's like it's for anywhere from 14 29 yeah my mom still reads like young adult yeah. Um, and then I think it depends. Like in any book, I think if I get 75 pages in and I'm not interested, like I put it down because at that point, like how have we not, I know who everybody is. Yeah. I know the story and you still haven't caught me. Like I'm, I'm out. Yeah. But I would be interested. I also think different books are written differently. I love the Maze Runner series and I love the movies, but the books were a lot slower and a lot more I just had to get through it. Whereas the movies are action packed. Yeah. And the story is action packed, but the, and, and I liked it, but it was a lot slower. Whereas something like Silo, which I've suggested multiple times on this podcast, because I love it so much is sci-fi dystopian, young adult, and almost very juvenile, but like still super entertaining. And I blew through those three books in like three days. It was so good. I wonder if this would be something you'd be interested in. So it's about this kid who lives on an island kind of off the coast of I would say Massachusetts or something like a very Martha's Vineyard vibe and all of a sudden one day without getting too much away all of a sudden one day the U.S. military shows up on their island and like quarantines them and they're just like you can't leave and so he and his friends are like what is happening and throughout the whole series until the very end you don't even know what's happening is it aliens is it zombies is it what is it? You have absolutely no idea until the very end. And I loved that because it, it just kept me interested. Yeah. yeah. But they have to get off the island and kind of figure out what's happening and who's involved, who's not. And it, it was just very exciting, very interesting. And so I think it really depends on the book. Yeah. Like that one had three books, but all three were really good. So I really think it depends. Okay. But I don't have a lot of sci-fi. I'm trying to think. I feel like most of mine are dystopian versus sci-fi. And I think those are two different genres. 
but I may be wrong. Mm -hmm. But I have lots of suggestions for you now. Because yeah, I will welcome them so I can yeah. add them to the list. Okay, well, the ones I had picked before having this conversation, I picked two nonfiction and two fiction. Okay. And I've added now more. But the nonfiction ones, um, two of them. One is called, and I've uh, said on this podcast before on my first episode, because it's one of the ones that like I love very much. It's called Pretty Bitches on Being Called Crazy, Angry, Bossy, Frumpy, Feisty, and All Other Words That Are Used to Undermine Women by Lizzie Skernick. But it's a collection of kind of essays and stories, like an anthology which with a bunch of different writers and women of all backgrounds. And so it's a diverse group of words, too, that affect different women, like women of color. It's crazy. And I think about it and I think about like the words that we have been called or have been used, um, whether it's bossy, crazy, exotic, intimidating. <laughs> you roll your eyes. <laughs> exotic yeah exotic. Mm -hmm. yeah and it's crazy to now think of how much power those words have and how a lot of them I I can imagine a lot of people don't realize how offensive it really is like the word exotic or bossy versus just she's a boss yeah and and then other words like crazy that are just an easy weapon to use against women. You call them crazy and all of a sudden nothing they have to say holds any value because they're just crazy or emotional. Like yep, 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 yep. Because men can be that emotional. Incredible. Yeah. That's so great. that's a really great one. I think you'd really like it. Um, and then the other one is a collection of essays by Emily Ratajkowski, the model Ooh, yes. of my body. Okay. And it's kind of, it's one I thought you would find interesting because you're starting your career in modeling in mm -hmm. LA. And so she is a writer as well. And she writes this kind of collection of essays surrounding her body in a very like unapologetic way, because she has this like very feminist view on just like her body, women, feminism, et cetera. And it talks about from childhood up to adulthood and modeling as well. And mm -hmm. kind of just understanding her body, understanding the way it's viewed by her, the way it's viewed by others, and especially in LA in the modeling and oh, like yeah. acting world, right? So, and how everybody saw it. And it's very empowering and I, I really enjoyed it. And I think it, you know, especially with like the Me Too movement, everything's kind of come into light a little bit more and people's experiences are being told. And so it was was a good one I think you'd enjoy it and it's pretty for sure that boring. both of these sound amazing I will add them add them to my list and then the other one that I thought of before right before I did this was called 101 essays that will change the way you think by Brianna Weist I can't pronounce her last name right and um this one has gotten mixed reviews I feel like from people but I really enjoyed it I think there are many essays in here that you're kind of like oh I already thought this way but it validates that thought process and it validates that experience and I think that that's really great and it like think the way you think about things I think it's really great so those are the the three nonfiction. beautiful and then the fiction ones were not at all thrillers like I had not picked one out although I can send you a thousand okay but I wondered if you would be interested and I don't know if this one, this one has been, everybody loves it. I really enjoyed it. It's called The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. And it's 
about this unknown writer, Monique, who has chosen to write the biography and life of a famous but reclusive Hollywood star, Evelyn Hugo. She was like an old Hollywood star. And so she goes through talking about her childhood all the way to like adulthood and the different loves of her life and the different moments of her life. And it's very Marilyn Monroe kind of vibe. And so, and there's tragedy, there's heartbreak, there's moments that are probably triggering to some readers, but it's, it's beautiful. And it, it talks about kind of her life and, you know, um, and so that one was interesting. Everybody really loved it. I really liked it. And then the other one I thought would be interesting. It's I talked about um, with one of my guests, Shelby, she talked about loving like sad woman stories in like their twenties and thirties. And so I tried to go around that idea of like, what if you read a book where you like really vibed with the main character and you were like, oh my God, this is like kind of about oh me, like, or like you know, something like that to that person yeah, you can yeah. relate and you're reading somebody's story and so it's fiction but it's called sweet bitter and if you don't want to read the book the show is on stars but it's by stephanie dandler and tess whose main character is 21 she moves to new york city out of the small town and it's just like her coming of age story in new york city and she starts working at this very elegant and reclusive restaurant so she's learning about wines and foods and falling in love and learning about lust. And it's just her kind of experience living in this big city and falling in love with the wrong people. And it's just like, I love that. That, yeah. yeah, that sounds cool. Both of those also sound really good. Yeah. So I thought yeah. you would enjoy those. And if not, I definitely think sweet better would probably be a show you'd watch, but yeah. um, yeah. And so now I'm trying to think of what book like, thrillers you would enjoy any murder any do you have a preference in thrillers murder murder would be would be probably the way to go for sure yeah yeah okay there's one that I really liked and I read it very fast it's called reckless girls by Rachel Hawkins and it's about it's about this couple which I think you'll identify with this very free-spirited couple yeah (laughs) yeah except the husband and your husband like aren't the same okay like don't want to go I want to go in and make that note now I only identified because they are a couple but this free-spirited couple go have this boat and they're gonna take this these this small group of I think it's like two women to this island and back and just kind of like tour them around and the boyfriend of the main character is the one that suggests this and she's like okay fine so they go to this island they spend a couple days on this island and then things just kind of start going wrong and so as you're reading this you're like how much of this is like as the reader like am I crazy or is this like really happening and it's a really good book and it's woman empowering by the end I will say but yeah I wanted to make the disclaimer I don't think your husband is like the boyfriend in this character in this character but I thought like the free-spirited having a boat on the ocean I think it's in Hawaii and like live in like that's your vibe so um so I think you really like that one but that was good yeah that's yeah and I'll give one more beautiful trying to think lots of book suggestions so this one is a YA book I haven't read it in years but it's always stuck with me 
It's called Dangerous Girls by Abigail Haas. And it's very, okay, so this girl and her, from what I remember, this girl and her group of friends are on vacation in Aruba, I believe. And one of them is found brutally murdered. And so the whole book, from what I remember, goes back and forth between like during the trial and afterwards and the main characters on trial for her murder. And the whole time you're like, did she do it? Did she not? And you're just like going back and forth. And that one's very interesting and very like captivating, I think. That also sounds really good. All of these sound really good. Yeah. And you know, if you make a Goodreads, you can go on your Goodreads and befriend me and then I'll have all of these books. All of these books. Okay, that's, yeah. that's yeah. The, next, the next step is to open a Goodreads account. Yeah, I think you have some books that you could read. And I feel like I have to tell myself this very often, but like, don't feel bad if you put a book down. Like if even 20 pages in, you're like, the voice in this writing is like, not for me. Not for me, yeah. Yeah, sure. like, that's fine. Which I think people grapple with because I did for a long time. Yeah, I think I think that would be probably one of my biggest problems mm-hmm. if I like eventually do get into reading is I'll probably feel bad if I don't find it exciting and then yeah. I'll like force myself to do it and I feel like I'd have to say it's fine if I don't <laughs> like it. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, it's fine. And there's so many books out there. Like I have to remind yeah. myself that there are so many books out there. You have no idea which ones you'll like or not like. And just, I also said this right at the beginning where I was like, you should find the ones that were super interesting and people loved and read those first. And I do think that's probably a great way because you would assume that a lot of people have enjoyed them. And so you probably will too. But I also think that I have to remind myself that just because a lot of people like this book doesn't mean I will. Well, like yeah. I just finished a book that in the moment I thought I would like and I, it was suggested it, by one of my guests, Shelby, and it's called My Year of Rest and Relaxation. And the cover is beautiful. And like half the reason I wanted to have it, a copy of it. But the book itself was, as she described, kind of like a sad woman story. And she, in the main characters around our age. And I thought like, oh, this is a great book to like try and relate with. And so, but I didn't really love it. So it's about um, this woman who quits her job and is having this year of rest and relaxation. Okay. However, you can tell as you're reading that she has um, various health issues, whether it's a mental health issue or otherwise. And she's seeing a psychiatrist that's prescribing her all types of medication, like all types And all she wants to do is like sleep through the year and like not, and she's dealing with like trauma from her parents passing and a toxic friendship and all these other things. And she's just going throughout the year. And so what I thought would be something that I could like bond with and be like, yeah, like being being in your twenties, whatever. I didn't love it. I thought it was very, um, it was just a very downer book. And so I, and maybe I didn't get out of it what I should have because I know lots of people love it. Um, but for me, it like wasn't one of my favorites, I will say, but a lot of people do like it. So it just depends, you know? Yeah. Gotta, yeah. You got to figure it out for yourself. Yeah, for sure. Well, I was going to ask that I'm curious if after you start reading, if you start reading books that you've seen the movie of 
I'll be curious to know your opinion on whether or not you think the movie is better than the book. Because that's controversial. I guess for now, I could only really say that about Harry Potter. And I would... And that was a good one. Yeah. And I would say that I I definitely like the movie more than I did. Even though I remember really enjoying the book when the movie... I don't know if it was just... It just made it all become so alive that maybe that's what made the movie so exciting especially after you like kind of already knew what was going to go down but um yeah I would say I mean that's really the only comparison that I can give you until I become a reader (laughs) (laughs) but I'll say the same like I of all the Harry Potter movies the first one is the one that I've seen like a hundred times and it just I love they obviously get darker and so that's Mm -hmm. fine but like I loved watching that first one where it's just pure magic like you just see the castle you see the candy on the train like everything is so vibrant and so beautiful and so yeah so I agree Mm -hmm. well my last question for you although I'm assuming the books that I listed are some of the ones you want to read next but what are some other books that are on your list to read next? So I am going to redo my list because I honestly don't remember exactly all of the names. Okay, so one of them is called The Motive, The Motive by, uh, where is his name? by Patrick Lencioni and it's basically about leadership so that's one the next one is called the surrender experiment and it's by Michael Allen Singer and it's basically like about a spiritual awakening that this person has and he just decides to kind of he decides to kind of let go of his personal desires and let life kind of do its magic. So kind of like about, about surrendering and kind of just letting things happen. So I like that. Um, and then, oh, I thought I had more. I guess that's all I have. <laughs> you definitely have more. I got well, some for you. Oh, the Power of Habit by Charles Duhig, I I don't know. We apologize now for any mispronunciation. I apologize for the mispronunciation of his last name, but yeah, I I got that one through Atomic Habits because he refers to it a couple of times, and mm-hmm. I think when he refers to it, those terms sound very interesting to me. So I want to go back and read that one as well. Yeah, going back to who you are as a person, and for everybody that listened to the previous episode. These books that you just listed do not surprise me based on the conversation we had in the last episode where they are a lot about like leadership and understanding and mindfulness and like understanding your experience and understanding the world you're walking through. And so it's interesting, especially as you're kind of finding your place in leadership roles at work and starting your own company. I see why these are choices. Yeah, I think these are just, I kind of like to stay sort of of current 
into whatever it is that I'm doing. So like if there's anything that I can expand on that will make um, me make better choices when it comes to my career, when it comes to my business or becoming better at my side hustles, you know, I want to get more of that. So I think these are just reading these books will be like a good channel for me to, to, to run through. So. Yeah, that's good. That's great. Wow. I'm so excited for this journey for you. I hope that it doesn't get overwhelming. I won't bombard you with a ton of suggestions (laughs) now that I know you're interested in this, but I'm excited for whether or not you like certain books, how you'll feel about them, how, how much you'll read or how much, how much you won't. I think that's because it's something that I love so much. Like, I think I'm really excited. Yeah. Like I'm really excited for this and I'm curious about what impressions different books will leave on you. Yeah. It'll be exciting to talk about it with you for sure. Oh my gosh, please do. Don't forget me. I want to hear updates all the time about all the books. (laughs) Okay. Noted. Well, thank you so much for coming on here. Thank you so much for participating in both sides of these. I know that like you came in and you were like, I don't read. Like, what is this going to be for me? And I was like, that's the whole point of this. Like, I want to have conversations with people that don't necessarily like to read. I want to understand why not. Mm -hmm. I want to understand what relationship with reading you had that made you not want to. And even if you continue being like, that's not something I want to do. I want to know about that. I think that's interesting. For sure. It was so fun. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Thank you so much. And everybody, this is the end of the first season. And stay tuned. I'll have a little note for you at the end from me about this first season, but thank you, Francis. I'm so excited for you. And I'm really thankful that you were here. Thank you. So fun. Bye everyone. Thank you everyone for listening. The first season of unofficial book club where life and stories meet is officially done. It's completed. And I'm so grateful for this experience. It has definitely been a trial and error run as I've tried to figure out how to be a host and how to edit and how to get this to the creation that it is when you all hear it. So I'm very grateful for this experience and I'm very excited for the next season as well. I want to thank all of my guests for sharing a part of who they are with me and the listeners. Thank you for being vulnerable and honest and being your incredible selves. I'm so grateful to everyone who listened, and I truly hope that you enjoyed it. There's so much I have bonded over or learned from my guests this season, like the importance of community and friendship, finding joy and a lesson in everything that we do, and taking a moment to step back in life and reflect, and ultimately to be bold in who you are and who you want to be in this world, because we're all constantly growing and evolving and making choices and meeting new people and experiencing life together. I'm also super excited about all the new books I'm going to read or have read now that were suggested by my guests and the insightful and fun conversations that we've had during these book club episodes. You know, many of us have read the same books and so it's been very exciting to kind of see all of our own interpretations of them or experiences of them, the love we have for them or the you know, dislike we have for them, which is fine too. Everybody likes different things and I think that's exciting to kind of dissect them with another person like that. And also looking at some of my guests that don't really like to read and kind of understanding 
why reading isn't something they enjoy or why books haven't been something they've gravitated towards. I think that's very interesting. But at the end of the day, we all have some sort of relationship with reading and some memories with books. I'm so excited for the next season and what it'll bring. So stay tuned and Unofficial Book Club will be back starting season two off in May. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening to Unofficial Book Club, where life and stories meet. The Book Club episode. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts, and if you're interested in any of the books that were discussed in this episode or any of the episodes, they're always listed in the show notes. Follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Unofficial Book Club Pod, and don't forget to rate and share with all of your friends. Until next time.